Alright, so um, this is Politics and Bullshit. On myself, uh, <laughs> Politics is bullshit sometimes. Listen, it's all politics, <laughs> all bullshit, uh, man. Um, I'm Aaron Broomfield, Greg Rogers, and we've got a special guest today. Dominic Thompson. And Dominic Thompson is from Gritty Theatre. Yeah, yeah. So, first of all, before we start the podcast, how you been, man? Just in general. Good, man. Uh, dealing with a lot, I can't lie. It's had a, my son's just been born. Congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, and then come summertime, my business partner died, didn't he? So, like, balancing those two things out together has been a bit of a myth. So that's like, I don't want to use the word juxtaposition. Yeah, it is, it, man. It, it, like, it's very... Yeah, I was preparing to have a child, exciting times, and then at the same time, my, my business partner was deteriorating from cancer. And then, boom, like like this, the team quickly just went from yeah. zero to 100, and then you're out, yeah. So how, how did you... Because it can be quite overwhelming, obviously. You've got two very different, on the scale, overly joyed, meant to be the happiest time of your life, which I'm sure it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, I mean, you don't have to have one feeling at any one time. But how did you kind of get through that feeling? Because I'm sure at some time she was down, your business partner... I mean, was it a business relationship, close friendship? I mean, our relationship, like, we started started really together. Because he, he was from, like, a theatrical background. He directed, like, professional opera for over 25 years then ended up falling into teaching and was doing his thing. Then we ended up meeting through the National Connections Festival. Then he kind of... I was almost at the beginning of my acting journey. I was just going off to Bath to train as an actor. And um, he was trying to go back then to kind of more professional acting and then we kind of come together and he had some experience so that ended up being like a little bit of like a mentoring relationship as well and so we ended up getting like really close worked on a couple projects at the crescent theater together and then one day a man just dropped this play called bottleneck in my lap and went you read this i think you'll write it so i read it i was like right this place deep man connected with it on the next level Mm. and was like yo and we went from there and from there really that's where the kind of company Formed in a sense, but weren't formed, if you get me. Yeah, the relationship yeah, yeah. began. And we spent bare time. So over the, the, the generation of like, like three, three and a half years, on gritty together. And I think our relationship was about five and a half years. Like, but all of my, like, based in my professional career. Like, so we were tight, and it, like, it was yeah. a person, you know, and he was looking for things like... So any advice? Advice and yeah. things, yeah, everything, you know. I mean, man had been, like, man was... I was only 52, and it, but he'd been around the block, and it, you know, he, tra- he toured the world doing opera. So yeah. he'd been, you know, he, he had a residency at Glyndebourne and shit. So, man, new stuff, you get me? So when it would come to, like, ah, oh, yeah, da, 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 this is what I'm thinking. Yeah, well, I think about this as well, damn it. And yeah, give you a different perspective. Perspective, any? And then they kind of, you know, I'd go away, and then they would bounce off, and I'd go, actually, yeah, what he's saying is a little bit, mm, maybe this, that, and... Mm. What about the business side of things? Like, as that, as, like, the... the, the, the not to sound maybe, maybe we should know. before we talk about the business side oh, of things. Maybe we should give some context to what I mean. We know you're an actor, as we oh, just yeah, said, yeah, but yeah. what the actual business is. So, what is gritty? So, gritty theatre is um, it's more of a movement and a family based orientation of bringing people that don't go to the theatre to theatre. Mm. So, finding work that is relatable 
to the, that community of people that don't to work. the working class. Yeah, to, to predominantly the working class. But yeah, I wouldn't like to. Man. I wouldn't like. Do you know what it is? Through my time, I've, when I trained, I trained with people of all different like classes class. and yeah. everything. And I seen actually when I started having conversations with the other side, they didn't go either. <laughs> they had their own problems as well, innit? And I was like, right, I'm always sitting here going, you know what? You've got everything over there, but everyone's got their own things, and so. I, that's originally how it started. I was like, "This is for the this is for the street geezers, isn't it? This is for the people that the working class that the theatre. What's that? Shakespeare musicals. I ain't into that fruity stuff. Yeah, all of them kind of things. But actually, it's for people who just don't go. So like, yeah, predominantly with my influence, it ends up being tailored towards that. But other people come as well. Yeah. Um. Well, it's all about engaging that because it's an art form that's lost. It it becomes really expensive. They start looking at West End tickets and that mm. type of commercial level theatre that people go to from the working class. Yes. And these big pantomimes, these big musicals, you know. The Lion King. Lamies, the Lion King. Yeah. You know. So 60 pounds a ticket. Yeah, all of this. Yeah. And when you start adding it all up, you know, going to London, 60 pounds probably like a dead ticket as well. Yeah. Then you got to travel there. And if you got kids. And that's and just this, you, then, kids. Yeah, so. and then stacks, stacks, stacks. You got to get drinks, which are like five pound a drink. And, and, all of this, and it all adds up, and it? And then it just becomes like this elitist form, which is completely not. And, it, and it's like, it removes it then from people. And people are like, oh, no, that's not my thing. Yeah. Nah, nah, nah. And actually, there's a whole culture of like fringe theatre that's local, and like the old joints that could doing it, the stuff at like the Blue Orange, and, and other mm. little pop up things. And that's, I didn't, when I, when I came back, I didn't really like, I come from a background of not going to the theatre, so I didn't really know what was happening in Brom. Still, not relative to like other places, there's not yeah. really a lot going on still. But it was like, how am I going to captivate my audience? When I tweet, speak to my people about acting and this, they're like, why are you still doing the acting thing? Hey, doing this now, yeah, the kind of thing. And it's like, nah, blah, blah, blah. come watch this play. Innit? Come and watch it. Come yeah. and support. So, yeah, well, just even, just come watch this, yeah, and I guarantee I'll change your mind. Mm. So, like, the first piece we did, Bones, by Jane Upton, was originally set in Nottingham, but we spoke to the writer and she allowed us to change it to Birmingham so I thought it would have more resonance. But it's about a 19-year-old kid with no father figure. His mum is... Uh, ex-prostitute and um, got constant like drug abuse problems etc and it's this really gritty drama that's quite emotional and it opens with him contemplating killing his baby sister so really just got to com- confuse you and it just out here just not knowing what to do and it yeah and if you come see that it's like them gritty dramas you watch on tv and it all these you know like what cleaning up now and that Yes. Yeah, yeah, all them kind of, you know what I mean? Like taking, like, taking on the fat cats and, and delving into things that's around us that we don't necessarily talk about. Mm. And then all of a sudden it was like, wow, that's, that's fear. I didn't yeah. see that, you know. You see Shakespeare and Roman. Yeah, and all this high form art. And, like and, yes. Yeah, and, and it's like Shakespeare as well, man. Like, I mean, man's been dead 400 years, so I think it's time that we passed on the torch. The, the torch a little bit, yeah, give people. You know, the, the up-and-coming writers, the new Shakespeare is a bit of a voice, but Shakespeare mis- is misrepresented as well, man. When you study it properly and learn about it, it's just cock jokes and innuendos, also innuendos and that, it's all just filth. But somehow this elitist fashion has took it and gone, yeah, this is how it is. Yeah. And then we see these high-end things. Adaptations. Like, yeah, it's like, nah. Like the thought. <laughs> nah. Like, I'm, I'm sure there was a joke about a blowjob in there somewhere. It was, <laughs> it was it's bare. I can't even think like Shakespeare is not my forte. But yeah. if you there's a company called Northern Broadside, and they're like basically just do everything in like Northern dialects. 
Okay. So like That's instantly it becomes more like, like, like yeah yeah relatable, relatable and humanized. Then yeah, yeah, yeah. not this kind of high art. Yeah, yeah. There was a uh, a Carla did an adaptation of uh, was it? Yeah, the hip hop. The it's called for the hip hop Shakespeare. Yeah, yeah. King King and I is that Shakespeare? So one of them. King Lear. King Lear. Sorry, sorry. Is that for the Shakespeare festival doing that? Nah, he did it at uh, the drum before it yes. comes down. Oh, okay. Um, I, know got the, I know he's got the hip-hop Shakespeare company. Yeah, he was, he was touring this one particular show, and I think Bashy was performing on there as well. That was right. like a, an adaptation, because it was hip-hop in it, and, and it was like Shakespeare at the same time. But, like, it is, it is good to see, like, gritty stuff in the theatre, because I've seen a few things myself. Like, um, have you ever seen Other? Have you, did you watch Other? There was a, we went to, did you watch that? No, I don't think we I We went to watch a play and it was just about this same thing about a young lad, what he's going through in his life. I think at the time there was riots going on or something and he's, tr- he's locked in a shop with his his uh, his uncle, I think, his, and his granddad or his brother and his granddad or something. And it's like everything that happens in that space of time and it was wicked. Like I'm, I've I've been going to the theatre since I was a kid. My mum used to take me. It was good because so, it gave me a different kind of... Uh, a different view to, 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 to what you're saying, like people thinking it's out of reach for them. I don't know if my mum could afford it or whether it's less expensive back then or whatever, but growing up, now when people talk about the theatre, I don't turn up my nose to it and think, oh, theatre. Mm. Although, you, you mentioned to some people, like you say to some people, would you like to go to theatre? And like, the theatre? Really? Mm. But like, as I say, I've been doing it since I was a kid, so I'm always open to seeing things that are going on. And, and if, if, if there's something... I think you appreciate art as... Not, I don't want to say art, because it is acting, but I think you appreciate... Yeah, I think we only general. know what our environment gives us. Mm. And I think a lot of people, like you're saying, you were fortunate to have a mother who, when you was young, took you to the theatre, whereas a lot of kids don't have that. So it is a case of, why would I go to the theatre when I can watch a film? That's it, and it's that nature. Like, pay, what is it, £150 for your TV licence or whatever, and it, or, you know, do whatever you do to get TV. And then it's like, it's there, innit? I don't have to get off my arse, innit? I can't sit there and watch it. It's not the same, no, is it? Travel. Yeah, but... It's not the same. If you ain't experienced it once, yeah, you, you know, you just allow it, innit? You just, ah, nah, yeah. it's not for me, innit? Mm. I see people go in there all smartly dressed, innit? And all it becomes something else then, and it's yeah. like, I can just chill on it. Yeah. My brother's come around, but just whack a, whack a film, man. Yeah. So what what steps have Gritty made like like saying to make it accessible to make to try and change the viewpoint? What what's the so like yeah so it's taking it's taking works that people can relate to and then taking it out of the theatre. Right. Okay. So non conventional uh, like theatre like venues or such. Mm. So like our one show Chapel Street, we did that in pubs. It, we it, we like made it in a pub. And it used the pub. It had like it was a immersive audience interaction. So like one member of the public would be randomly selected and forced into the play. So then people already were like, Wah! Like when people come to that show, even our people that have been going through it for ages, and they were like, I was shook in that show. I was so scared because so, they didn't know if it was gonna get picked or not. So you go into a pub. You pre-plan which pub you're gonna go into. Yeah, yeah. So like obviously, yeah. So it's basically the idea behind it was is. There's a certain like demographic of the working class that love to just sit down at a point mm. and they're gonna feel comfortable, they're gonna know what to wear, and it's gonna be their home like almost their yeah. home ground and it's so if I say to them, Do you wanna come as soon as I used to, when I used to pitch shows I used to say the word theatre, people go, Ah oh, nah. Mm. So I'm be like, Yo, I'm doing this I'm doing this show in a pub. Yeah. Oh yeah, what's that then? Is that stand up or something? 
Alright, it's now it's a bit more of a performance based thing, and it but yeah, da, 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 you can sit down at a point and oh, okay. Then it, it kind of yeah. without using the word theatre, like nudged them into it. And then they'd sit there and then they could have like, you know, you'd just be sitting there chilling in a pub and then the show is built. So we get into like the different venues early and plan out how it was gonna work in that space. Mm. So we had like we had twenty four beer crates that was like the kind of theatrical element of the show. But then you would use like the tables that the people sat at and, you know, nick a bit of their beer and all this kind of cheeky stuff. So was it was the pub close to the general public then before that? So always Yeah, so often often we'd be in like a function a function room of a pub. So, so like you was in the like the yeah. back part of a pub yeah. or upstairs or whatever it was. Mm. Um we did do it at the um the rainbow before it kinda yeah. ended and it, and that was that because it's so tiny in there, well that was just a close mm. a close thing. I think that, that I would have loved to have done it and just sort of sprung it in there mm. on, on like a random one but then it, it with it it's so expensive that's what part of the problem is with it it's gone so expensive because it's live mm. you have to pay you know like i mean for that show it's something ridiculous yeah per performance then you gotta pay your actors and this and costume and set and then you can't afford for you can't af- wrong, yeah yeah and you can't afford you know some 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 plays have like very specific like clothing and that and then mm. to get that it might be rare and then like to just put it on people and then people see it for free it's it's hard unless you've got to get the funding in it because this is what i was just about to lead on to it i mean you're giving a lot back in terms of that but if you are doing these performances for free how are you managing that with you just said you're a new father yeah yeah so that's it, putting it? on productions and then you know, not getting paid for it. There's a lot of commitment there to the craft. There's a lot of hours, like, I'll be real. I'll earn more money as an actor outside of it than I ever did in it, in, in Gritty. In like, Gritty, yeah. You know, the time, in, in terms of just time, like, because I'm produ- imagine I'm producing it as well. More time then, I wasn't directing as well. So I'd produce and then perform. So then hours, so basically, as soon as the rehearsals finish, which standards like an eight-hour team. You then okay, so we need this, this, and this. Let's source these props. Let's da 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 and yeah. logistic planning and moving it, from this venue, booking this venue. But these are the kind of things that you would sh- the roles that you, the role that you would share with you. Yeah, you yeah. So that, like so you've had to take on the whole thing. So now I'm doing like, everything. Yeah. As well as having. So like the last show that was just on at the old joint, it's like Hoppers. Mm. I'm not in it, so I've, I've removed myself from the performance element because it's just impossible. Too much. Because when we we did a show before that called Yen, which had mad problems, that was probably the most. Because my business partner was was really ill, so we agreed I was in that show. That we kind of make him slide in direct parts of it. Then I'd have to AD it and step up as assistant director to direct it yeah. in elements. But it's so hard to direct something that you're in because you can't see it. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it's like very difficult situation alongside producing it and I mean in that production there was a fire in the venue electrical fire and I had a transfer going to London and everything just kind of got messed up and I was really at them times I didn't have like a I had it was sad man because I'm there I'm chatting to my man and then the next week I'm having the same conversations which is you know it it was getting to him quite rapid and it Mm. um so then, yeah, it really was me then. Mm. That was that that one. I then I knew from then I was like, yo, the next one I can't be in it because 
Yeah, I've, got, yeah. I've got to be able to fix the problems and, it, and if I'm, my head needs to, I need to remember all them lines and this, that, and do this and this. And do you, all of this. How, how old are you, man? 25. 25? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doing big things already, man. Like, I commend you. I commend yeah, you for, for taking on, taking on, like, two, the, the role that two people were doing and being, still sticking to it, you know what I mean? Like, I'm ready for it. What? So what go on, go on. No, I was going to say, what, what do you, because you're doing a lot, what do you see yourself as now? Is it just a natural evolution? Are you, do you still want to be an actor or do you want to be a producer, director? <laughs> do you know what, I'll be real, I hate producing. I think like producing is not my thing, but at the same time, I'm sat here moaning about things in Brom that are not happening and I can't sit here moaning about it. If you're not going to Do you get me? So that's, so that's what it is. Yeah. My passion, like my thing, me, is acting and that's my thing and I'll always do that. But there's, no, there's not enough happening here. So I'm like, yo, I can't sit here and go, I'm crying about people. Why are we losing all actors to London? Why are we losing all our actors to Manchester? Because there's industry there. Mm. Who, who's doing what here? Da, 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 da. I can't sit there crying about it and then, and not, then not be active China. about it yeah. Yeah. Like, so I'm like yo if, if there's not a producer then I've got to do it till I find someone who's willing to yeah. produce and it's to, to, you know find this creative team that's about it's the same thing with this place really like we were into podcasting but there was just London podcast London podcast London podcast or America London or America what are we going to do we're going to do a podcast yeah that's the only way we're going to do one oh, people talking about driving to London and stuff like no, let's just set up our own. See, I mean, then no one can moan because if someone wants to come yeah. and do one, they, they can say, oh, you know what, there is somewhere to do it." Mm. So it's the same in that it's aspect. Similar with the music industry as well, isn't it? Like a lot of artists that are coming through, but uh, although it's changing, times are changing. There's a lot of artists coming through Birmingham and establishing themselves in Birmingham and stuff like that. But you, know, we we know a couple of people that are, yes. that are doing well for themselves, and the flipping it's that allure of London, and it's like. Everyone's like, yeah, you've got to come down here if you want to make anything of yourself and da da But it's like, as you say, if you ain't going to be if you ain't going to be the change that you want to see, then nothing yeah, yeah, changes it. It's not going to happen. But I do see, I think there's more recognition now. So you see people go now and shout Brom and yes. come back to Brom events mm. and, and, and do things like that. But I think in a, on a theatre front, there's still a lack of that. Is it is it that we're not getting funding in Birmingham? in the theatre or is it's it just that it's going off. to the wrong shows like is it going to the mainstream because there's always like you know the hippodrome yeah. you can go to big shows there I mean and I, I think I, I can't remember my numbers now and it was it's something like 80% of the funding is in London from the arts really council. yeah okay. and 20% is left for everybody else and so when you're looking at that I mean the, the Mac had so, like 80% of his funding cut and it really so, I don't know You've got like 80% spent in London, 20% spent across everywhere else. And then... Of that. Yeah, yeah, of that. And then you're competing. So I'm competing with like the rep. Yes. So who are you going to put the money to? Any? They've already got the infrastructure. Established. Yeah, they've already got a, a, a pool and a thing. And, you know, sometimes I might not agree. And other times I might agree with what they're putting on and how they're using that money. Mm. You know, depending on, on what productions are on. But... It's like, of course, of course, it makes sense to, like, they've got a building, they've got things, they've, they're employing people, yeah, like, constantly, yeah, yeah. like, why, why would you? And you just gotta, you just gotta, as long as you, what you've got is solid, and you've got a solid plan, 
It's gonna come, man. It what? Come. Yeah, what Birmingham struggles with is the audience. So you see, like, lo- like London, there's a flipping pub theatre on every like corner. Mm. You know, there's like they're everywhere mm. here. There's the there's the old joint spot, the Blue Orange. Do you know the people at Blue Orange? Is it, uh, I'm not. I don't. Like I've been through there, but I don't. I don't know the people. I know that they put some good stuff, like stuff. Some, some gritty stuff, and I know they do a lot. I've seen a few things about mental health and stuff like that. Uh, is it Lou Demi do some stuff there? You know the Lou Demi? No, I'm not sure. A couple that, that put on a lot of productions and stuff like that. And they've got some good stuff, man. I've seen over there. But, but like, yeah, and then you got like the Victoria that I don't really know what they're doing. And then I recently found about uh, this spot, but I don't know the name of it. They're seen Digbeth. Apparently, some geezer's got like a theatre venue in Digbeth. Okay. That's what I'm saying. That's but that's no four. And, and that's me being within the industry. I can only confidently say two uh, yeah. actually producing. And making work on this like younger level, because mm. everyone else is on a on like a a more of a Peeling an established yeah different kind of yeah well, a, a, like a, a larger thing yeah and, uh, but I mean the reps the reps the reps changing quite often and and building things like there's a lot of stuff that goes into the door that's that's reaching this kind of work and there's uh, such it feels like anyway there's a bigger net around Brom with pulling people in yeah um with certain shows. You know, like the blue, like blue orange. I don't know if you've seen that, but that was in the main house, and that's obviously pushing boundaries. That show, it's not like what you would typically see in a main house mm. of something of that scale. And it, that was was that last week or the week before? Yeah, I think I was on for a, a while. Was it? Well, well, yeah, I think I caught it about two weeks ago. Yeah, I think I know it was on last. Show. I was gonna go and see it, man. I, I couldn't get there in the end, but I'm screaming because it was meant to be. It looked like a really what was it? Was it about a guy who had mental health? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's his friend kind of tried to stop him taking his medication because that. It's basically around. It's, it 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 looks at like culture at the same time. Yeah, it's time. the yes. So like yeah, yeah. you've got a black guy who's like in this mental mental institution kind of thing, and you've got the doctor who's treating him, mm-hmm. and then you've got his boss or like consultant that yes. comes in who's giving him advice to treat him, etc. Well, it kind of all flips about, and then you start to wonder who's, what's called, cu- what's called, cu- yeah, who's treating who, what's culturally appropriate, mm-hmm. like, yeah, you know, it, who's does it, does it question whether he's actually like, yeah, yeah, and there's like an argument in there, like the, the consultants kind of talking like, oh, well, maybe it's kind of just a black thing. <laughs> you're 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 a white man talking to a black that man, man yeah. and saying that he's mental because of this. Well, maybe it's just a black thing. Mm. And then he's like, you can't say it's just a black thing. That's racist mm. kind of thing. And then it's, it all kind of constantly spins in this kind of world. And you're just like, yeah, so what, what is actually going on in it? Do we understand this thing? Is he mad? Is he not mad? And then they're trying to... So it's a yeah. complex age, question. Age-old age question, isn't it? Like, yeah, yeah. What, what is it? But we want to get into that now because. <laughs> 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 but yeah, they're, they're bringing things, and I think I think that's what we're missing. We're missing, we're, we're missing a custom almost. Mm. Is that we ain't got enough people going to theatre, mm. even over the second big city. We ain't got enough people going there. And yeah. if you're putting a show on in your local community centre, and you like I've done that in Quinton, you walk up the road, mm. like and you you won't go there. Then how am I gonna get you to go into town into mm. a theatre? Mm. And it's it's them things and it's building that and it's teaching people. Like often I've gone into schools and done stage combat workshops. When I come in, I go, um, gritty theatre. I work for a theatre company. Oh, what's this guy about? Today we're gonna to do stage combat. Bro, what's that then? Is that Watching a, each other. Is that um, 
Is that a common thing to, to teach people to do stage combat? Because I remember someone asked me if I wanted to go to a stage combat class thing. I think it's been more popularised of recent, but mm. when like when I was at school and that, I never really knew about it. Did I watch? I watched a theatre production. I think it was Shakespeare as well, and it was set in a pub. As funny you said, it was set in a pub in Liverpool. It was on stage. Obviously. Was it um? There was there Othello. Were, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, was it, um, and the fight around the pool table and that. Frank, was it Frantic Assembly? I can't remember if Deviate or Frank Assembly. I know exactly the production he's talking about. I remember, about. I remember, I remember there were scouts yeah, 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 yeah. and there were uh, fighting around the pool table. I remember seeing the stage combat then, and when the person mentioned to me about stage combat, I thought, oh, that's what that was like. And it's, it's kind of it's, it's, it's interesting, man, like, to see a kind of uh, theatrical depiction of a fight. It's strange because obviously they can't eat each other, but like. You have to, you have to oh, exaggerate so, things a little bit. Yeah, yeah, and it's so technical. I mean, it, it requires the same skills that you'd have in boxing and that like, level of discipline, mm. you know, in any martial art form. It's almost like capoeira. I'm not the Capoeira. Oh, yeah, capo- yeah, 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 capoeira, yeah, yeah. yeah. Similar, similar kind of like the way you have to move and... Yeah, and, and bring to, it in and contact to, punches. Yeah, and yeah. It's not just on the, on the pretending to throw a punch at each other, you have to... Memorize who's gonna throw what punch and when, and it is like um, yeah, and the whole routine of it, and then it's like selling it. Like the audience needs to think that it's real, so that yeah. when you get that crack and oh yeah, that's yeah, what it's yeah. gotta feel like. Yeah. And you know, as young people, often we do have, we carry a lot of energy, yeah. and we outlet it in the wrong ways, fighting each other over little things in it, like free yeah. kicks in football or whatever yeah. it is. So when you, when you come in and you bring fear and you bring stage combat, then they're like, oh, okay, so we get to punch each other, but. Kinda, <laughs> kinda. Let's break that down a little bit, and it you, you break that down, and, and they get into it, and then they see a different side of theatre, and then I think I just even that might just implant the image of like, oh, okay, so there's things like this out there. Mm. Let me try source that. Let me see where where that is. Just reminded me of what did the five fingers say to the face? <laughs> Snap! <laughs> I'm Rick James, bitch. <laughs> what do you think in terms of? So when you get a script, mm. okay, so this could be whether you're producing, if someone asks you to produce something or they ask you to play a role, what is it that you look for in that? Or is it just work? Can you play roles that you think like, oh, I don't know about this script, you know, I can probably like put my own little spin on this character and bring him to life or does it have to be like, yeah, like does a dream have to be there packaged? Or can you work on it? I think when it like there's break that down a little bit. When yeah. you get when you get something, there's there's two things that run through your head. There's the the, the artist in you that's like, is this a project that I want to do? I need to do, and I can bring so much to this. And the other project is, am I gonna survive on this project? What's the pay saying? So you look at it <laughs> right. too. So sometimes okay. I'll, I'll be real on it. Sometimes you take a job, and there's not a lot you can do with it, and but you take it for the money because you need the money because it's substantial yeah. and then something that really might grip you might not have that kind of money mm. and you're looking at it and you're like this is this, this needs is to be made and it like people need to see this this has got to be the thing in it and you know so you have to like it's, it's that thing in it but i mean depending whether it's like film or theater the two very different kind of ways in with your R&D, is it a case of you you play it to the public or are these like things where you, you're doing it to like, you know, like critics or people in the industry? Are you letting them have a say on it or is it just... 
it depends how, how a lot of different RDs will do different things. They normally always end up as a performance because yeah. you need to get feedback from something. Sometimes there'll be like closed performances where you invite, um, I wouldn't say critics as such, yeah, but yeah. like people you know within the industry that would tell you honestly yeah, what they yeah, think yeah. of the show. Have you ever had any feedback now, mate? That's not the one. Never had like, <laughs> I mean, the thing with feedback is people get really emotional about it, but I, I like kind of want it all the time. Um, good feedback like will critique will be will critique but it will go I didn't rate this because, because. Da, 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 and da. maybe the constructive constructive criticism constructive yes. yeah so then there's the, the element of growth rather than someone can say to me oh that was shit alright cool and it, what do I do with that mm. also it says it's good it doesn't yeah, really yeah. tell oh, you that, like, it, what, the good. missing parts it's my, it's my like worst thing that is it's a case of yeah, it's good or yeah, I enjoyed that. That them are my pet hates. Mm. When someone <laughs> sees something, I'm like, no, because like I can see it in your face that there's something else you want to say. Mm. And you're just like, yeah, that was that was good. That was yeah, that was alright still. Yeah. So you were saying when you was all about the word nice. That was nice. Sorry. I hate that word, man. <laughs> just, just be real about it. Anyway. Nice is such a cop out. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm just like, be real about it, say, like, what's on your mind. I mean, with the latest show, like, someone had something to say in it, and he didn't know me, but he knew the writer and other people, right, and he was like, all right, and I could see him, and I was like, bro, don't, like, I'm not emotional in it, I'm not one of them, I'm, I'm not yeah, going to, like, try and tell me, yeah. me in it, like, mm-hmm. I need this information, this is yeah. how things grow, this is how things develop, like, you know, I've seen people get negative kind of critique, and then just kind of, Oh, oh, they don't know what they're talking about, man. Yeah. And take it all out. It's not about that. It's about like improving in that thing and it. Take yeah. it on board, understand it, move on in it, mm. and and that's how you grow in it. You know, people are saying you you're good all the time. You just see people go, yeah. and it just it's dead. Well, yes. Everyone's just scared to say. It. Mm. Everyone's scared to say like you know what this is. You might not even be scared to say. They might believe the hype themselves. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Think, well, yeah, yeah. I see things all the time and I'm see, thinking, I don't rate that. A lot of artists that I'm saying is in particular. But yeah. I don't, yeah, and I don't think it's a thing of like outing people because I don't think that's a fair way to do like constructive critique either and it's like straight up going like, hey everyone, this thing over here is shit because yeah. da, 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 and it, like, you should have like a level um, and say to someone, go look, Personally, like this is how I feel the thing was. Obviously, yeah. you don't have to listen to me. Mm-hmm. Everyone else seems to enjoy it or whatever, but there might be lines here. Yeah. yeah. Just take that on board, innit? Yeah, yeah. You know, you were saying earlier that film is film is a different process to theatre. Mm. What is is there actually a difference in the act the actual acting process rather than like the production side? So is it a case of is it a different skill set? Yeah, hundred percent. Hundred percent different skill set. Um, so, it, it, in a sense, film is all about not be like not being there, right? And, okay. and being like really in this intricate moment between whatever's happening, and there's n- no camera. And the camera just collects the information. As soon as you see on on film, people start to act. You know. You know. You see it. Your face don't lie. And they say a lot of acting on film is within the eyes. Often we don't. You don't know do all these. But well, I do any because I'm just 
Yeah, that's yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's something I have to tone down because actually on camera, it doesn't look believable. Right, okay. Because it's more, it's more that. Whereas stage is a, a much bigger picture in it. So although you might not break the fourth wall and, and speak out to the audience, you've still kind of got to dramatise it and make it a bit bigger. And I'm not saying it's got to be massively flamboyant and all yeah. this kind of stuff, but it has to be just that bit bigger. Mm. So you kind of, stage is kind of big and film is small. So stage is Alan Carr and film is Jimmy Carr. Yeah, you could say. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, Alan's got more movement and, and then Jimmy's kind of that dead. Yeah, dead. dead. <laughs> and then like see, see, sitcoms sit in the middle. Right, okay. So you imagine like a sitcom is the best of both worlds because you have, if you've got a live audience, mm. you're feeding them, so you're finding the balance between performing for camera and performing a, a performance. And those ones, the big difference is that a show, a theatre show runs for whatever it is, 90 minutes, 60 yeah. minutes, whatever it is. Um, a film is all lots of cuts and edits and, and stuff. So often there's pauses, breaks, and yeah, they pick course, it back yeah. up and stuff. So it's all little moments that come together to make one big thing. Mm. Um, so you never, another skill with it is you have to just pick up where you left off. Yeah. So if you're you you know if you're the co-star and you did a way and they're about to go for a way, and you was in the middle of like a massive dramatic sure. bit, you gotta pick that back up then when that massive dramatic bit is and find the same energy. Mm. Whereas kind of in theatre, once you're on that roller coaster, it, it you keep that roller coaster going. If something goes wrong, you pick it up roll and carry on. Just roll with it. Yeah, you gotta just deal with the situation. Mm. You know, it's a lot freer, whereas film they go cut, let's go again, let's get that perfect. Can I ask you a question? You know working in film and theatre. Do you find that, because a lot of people watch TV and films and theatre to escape escapism, isn't it? Yeah. A lot yeah. of times. Um, do you find that you're able to escape through watching theatre and watching film now that you're so deep in it? And you, you, Do you find yourself looking at camera angles and do you find yourself looking at people's yeah. acting more yeah. so than actually enjoying the film? Yeah. I'll say once you learn, especially about film, you appreciate films in a different way. Okay. So... To be fair, sometimes, if a film really catches you and you really invest in it, you go, that's mad. If, yeah. it if a film catches me and I don't think like I'm just invested in it, you know, it's cool. like, I know that it's, it's mad because yeah. I'm not even spotting nothing. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, you kind of go, you know, you kind of appreciate. So like, um, there was that film, Hardcore Henry, that first person shooter film, and they shot it all from like, uh, eyesight angle yeah mm. a bit like peep show kind of yeah 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 and i was watching it i never finished it but i was like as a viewer i'm finding this boring like i had nothing to hold on to but as like someone who respects the camera and, and cinematography and then yeah. this is a sick film mm. this was hard to create mm. like i could see the workings that went into it yeah, so yeah. like you I was like actually appreciate yeah yes yeah. so I was like bro from a filmmaking perspective this mm. film is up here mm. but from a viewing perspective I'm only seeing one shot and sometimes that's why we watch films in it because you get to see the responses whereas this was like I'm only, I'm one yeah one narrative I'm just, yeah yeah, yeah I'm, that film with uh, what's his face Ryan Reynolds is it buried when he's in the, when he's in the um he's in the coffin. I think he's in the coffin the whole film. He's buried alive, basically, and the whole film is him. 
like talking to himself, making phone calls, fumbling around in his coffin. And um, it sounds like a really crap film because what, what can happen in there? But I'm, I'm pretty sure the whole film is in there as well. But yeah. I enjoyed it, man. The film seemed to go quick. You think you get bored in fast, but the film seemed to go quick. And I thought that must be like, it was either good acting or good good writing or whatever. But And sometimes it comes down to that. I, have a, I need to watch it, but there's that lock as well, isn't there? With Tom Hardy, in the and car, he's just driving, he's just, just like running off the phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good one as well. Like, I think there's there's ways of doing it. Um, you know, like it's what you focus on, and I think what sometimes, like bad movies, are fixed by sick DOPs with lighting and nice camera angles and blotty finish. Yes. Mm. And it's less Definitely. about the acting. It's less about the acting. You go, right, that was dead. But, oh, snap. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. blew up and yeah, this, this. Like, it's like 90% of Hollywood films. Yeah, yeah. Personally, <laughs> anyway, like, I don't really think it, it becomes more of a production system. But yeah, if you've got a real good actor and you work with them for, for a period of time and then you, you do this film and you might only have like one angle. If you work with them right and you, you're having that real dialogue, that film could be... It's like... Denzel Washington, Fences. Mm. Fences, that's a film It got kind of slated by a lot of people, but what they realised was it's it's a play, isn't it? Like, it's originally like a really famous play. And he, yeah, yeah, I yeah, think, yeah. is it is it a bin man? I don't know. He works in a yeah, factory, yeah. but it's oh, literally okay. like one shot. It's him in his in garden. garden. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, got yeah. his son who comes in the garden and he's got his wife. I can see how that would be a theatre production as well, because like, the fact that he's they're building a fence the whole way through the film and they don't actually get very far of it, do they? That's the whole thing is them walking up and down the garden having discussions and going in the house and coming out of the house. But does the fence actually get built in yet? I don't know, I can't remember. But yeah, you can see how that's again, like you were saying about the film, from entertainment wise, people are like, Oh, I want explosions like this. But for me, I look at like writing. It's always the time saying like, I know people who say to me, Go on to Game of Thrones. Who was going to be about Game of Thrones? No, it's shit, it's fantasy. I said, do you know the writing in Game of Thrones is fucking immense. Like, you have to understand, like, the story plots and lines that go on in it mm. are that complex. Well, they all interchange. Yeah, that's what I mean, that complex. You can't, I said, forget that. I'm not really into fantasy or anything like that, but I appreciate that level of writing. Yeah. That's it. He's mad because one thing I noticed about Game of Thrones when I first started watching it, how long it takes you to get up to speed with all the different families and everything that's going on. You first watch it, you're like, who the fuck's that? And who the fuck's <laughs> this? It takes a while to, to immerse yourself into that world. And I find it mad, like, but when people write in scripts, so let's say, again, Game of Thrones, you've got a character who you meet first season, first episode called uh, Odor, any? Like, Odor. Oh, yeah, yeah, Odor. Now, you don't realise until season six like last why he's called Odor and it because yeah for oh, his name that like, holds the door spoiler then it's no one's seen have you seen Game of Thrones my thing is when you're writing how do you come up with a concept that you haven't even that, written yeah about so yet. exactly like yeah. how did he figure that he was going to work that in there from then and it made perfect sense. The thing is, it could be, I don't know, you could probably shed some light on it. Like, I think, cause if I've written a story, like when I used to write stories at school and stuff like that, sometimes 
you think of your characters first, isn't it? And you think, well, I'll call this one this. And you come up with like a little kind of scenario where they've come from, what they're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could have done that, do you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. And just, it's just but that's like what I'm saying. That's how good beautiful. your imagination is, isn't that's it? What, that's what it's like. It's about imagination for yeah. me. But sometimes it comes from, like, often when you're working on a project, they'll go, what's the context? I was working on, like, a VR project recently. Mm. And straight away, I was working with these young people that are like, um, I was like this. I was a leader of this like gang in it, and I was like, "What's what's your relationship to him in it?" And he was like, "Oh, he's my uncle," and then we just went with that, and that was the thing, and then yeah, it went yeah, from yeah. there in it. So like, then he gave that backstory. But often, sometimes, if you get your backstory, just how it helps yes, and aids because you see, you have to stick. If they plan that from there, then he can be acting on it from day one. Mm. So yeah. then it's not yeah, like yeah, when yeah. you get to what is it season season six, six. season yeah. six yeah you go rob a man's never been doing that before he's only started doing that in season six mm-hmm. like he's had that yeah, 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 yeah. like, he's like if he's sniffing something whatever and it like it, you can see the build up and then it as an audience you're like bro that, that built in that worked out mm. yeah. you know but it could come from that that first discussion, he might not have had it, he might have had it, he might not have had it. What what do you think this character? Rah, rah, rah. Well, I think that, you know, with a name like this, he might be like beheading people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it could even, with that particular instance, it could genuinely have been created along the way. It could have, it could have thought of a name and then it said, why don't we say that his name was this because it was somewhere along the line, you know what I mean? Well, the only, the only reason that that particular, I mean, I, I generally think that in films in general, but that one sticks to my mind because what you have to think about is that there was only five books Game, Game of Thrones. Mm. So the last two seasons, six and seven, weren't written by the guy who wrote the book. Mm-hmm. So I've not read the books. Mm. So it could be a case of, they've taken something in the book and just extended it into the sixth season so for it to make perfect sense for that to have happened yeah yeah is great writing for me i mean these these guys think i think that's dialogue is one of the one of one of the things dialogue and sound or like or speaking and words and sound are some of the most underappreciated things i think generally because dialogue that flows, that works and feels real, is yes. hard to create. And Definitely. Like, I've seen writers go, nah, it's a comma, it's not full stop. You get me? And they're, they're pedantic about it because actually that full stop or that comma, that exclamation, what makes a difference, a massive yes. difference yeah. to the intonation of what they're trying to get at. Yeah. And you know, yeah, and with sound, then people take it for granted. With the scripts I've read, I've, I mean, written, sorry. Or even read, I'll put these to read as well. Like, I read, um, the office, mm. the scripts, full scripts of the mm. office. I'm reading them like, this is so fucking boring. Do you know what I mean? So it's weird how, because let's be honest, like 99% of conversations every day are boring. If you actually wrote what you're saying down, it's like, hi, how are you? Yeah, I'm fine. Do you know what I mean? It's only your personality that makes it into yeah, yeah. the actual conversation. Mm. So when you're sending a script to someone, it, it must be, like, hard to vision... I mean, I'm talking about character. Like, how do you put your character into it? Because, like I said, I've wrote scripts, and sometimes I look at it and I think, oh, that conversation sounds dead, man. But then I'm thinking, like, it's not actually going to be like that when it's said. So when when people act it, I can say, all right, now it makes sense. So how do you know that before you see it being acted? Mm, I think it's the way, like, people... Sp- you can see... When 
like going and gonna. So when you write it, it's funny because we always write a lot of the time in correct, in correct English. Yeah. So you yeah, see yeah. it on the page like I'm going to shop in it, but it might be I'm gonna sh- I'm gonna go, go shop. Yeah. I'm going yeah. to shop. And then there's different things in it. And some writers write like that. I know when I write. What like, do you write? Do you write? Yeah, yeah. In, I write how. Like, you gonna say if that character's a yeah character? Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. You know, but yeah, yes, but yes. Do, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So like, he'll always use that and and sort of slot them in. And sometimes it doesn't work when you meet an actor. Right. Okay. Sometimes it doesn't because they're not a yeah, yeah. yeah. So they're they're doing like, yeah, yeah. No, it's awkward. How do you reckon um Adam, Adam Deke Adam Deakin wrote Phone Shop? Did he? Nah, I don't think so. Did I don't know, but I don't know. I thought it was something to do with Adam Deacon. I'm a, I'm a, I don't 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 um, quote me on it. But phone shop was bad. Phone yeah, shop was, was bad. Sick. Yeah. Have you seen you know the actor the the white actor? <laughs> in man like Moby, you can say him in there. Is no, no, but he's in. He's been in other things, and he don't sound nothing like what bro, he's in phone shop. Is he man like Moby? Yeah. Yeah. And um, he's in he's in the NHS one. Yeah, and he's playing this posh, arrogant prick. Any. I think he's that's like probably what I see. Yeah. And I sat there, I watched him, and go. Where's my man's face from? Yeah. <laughs> and then he joined, and then did this one angle. Went, it's that geezer from Phone Shop. Uh, ow! Uh, ow! On her back! Watching me! But Judging yeah, me! Like, I mean, that's it, innit? Yeah. And that genius, but, I mean, do you I don't know what he's really my, like. My, my point was, do you right. think when he, whoever wrote that script, do you think they wrote that, like, is it phonetically when you write, as you say? Do you think, do you think he wrote it as like yo, bro, how how would you think it was more the character, the actor's interpretation of the script? Could, I don't know any. I'd love to know. I'd love because I'd love to know what he's like really. Because yeah. this is in man like Moby, I don't feel like that was him either, hmm. and I don't feel like he's the guy that is in phone in phone shop. Hmm. I feel he's, he's between, somewhere in, the in between there. It's a and, good actor, isn't it? Yeah, and that's it, and it, and um, you know, in the casting of that. Obviously, they went. We need someone who can try and talk street in it. Yeah. And that thing, and whether they did that by phonetically, you know, helping him by spelling it like owl and seeing that on the page, Ow. or whether they wrote it and was just like, go with that. I don't know. That's a hard one. That's a hard thing because people bring different, yeah, different stuff. Do you do you think that there's, well, I think there has been. Definitely a rise in actors, British actors, in the US. Yeah, 100%. It's more like, like I think it's the establishment game. And it's also actually... Okay, I'm going to correct myself, sorry. Phil Boker is, a, is the one who created, wrote and produced and directed a phone shop. Just kidding. There's the next yeah. season that does. Yeah, definitely. But um, well, my theory was, this was, and this is just something I thought of, is it because, well not is it because, but I kind of feel like, you know if you're auditioning, you know if you go to America, let's say you go to America and audition, and that's how we want you to play this character. If an American goes and plays it, it's kind of like normal. It's normal for them to do that. Whereas when British actors go and pull it off, you're actually seeing the true depth of their craft. Mm. Do you see what I mean? Like for me to go and put an American accent on and be really convincing. Mm. If you do that to me, I'm gonna be like, right, yo, this man can act. That's acting. Yeah. Whereas if it's just like Americans going and doing it, you don't really know if like how 
Do you think do you, they're gonna be in it? Oh yeah. Do you think it's easier for an Englishman to put on an American accent or than it is for an American to put on an English accent? I'm gonna say it's easier for an Englishman to put on an American accent than an American to do an English I'd accent. I'd agree. But that is coming from this side of the pond, isn't it? Yeah. Because actually your accent probably might insult. <laughs> you sound Canadian, man. And, yeah, 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 it's all of that. So, but I think the the perception of British people in America. You know what was I watching? I seen a press conference for the AJ and Baby Miller thing, and, and he's saying tea and crumpets and. Oh, yeah. Do you get me? Yeah, that's yeah, not that's not that's it. Not, and and yeah, I think yeah. their perception of it is this Disney Channel. Yeah, it's mad because of, I I got a lot of family in America, and I always like. They always always drop the tea and crumpets and the roses and all this stuff. Like, I got a cousin who was like, "Auntie, can I have a cup of tea?" And you're like, "What? The, I don't even know what you sound like, man." But yeah, I don't know. I feel like they're still in that Mary Poppins era. Of what, things, but what is it though? Because they, they ain't watching Mary Poppins. So what? Where, where did they get this impression from? Well, you have to understand that. Well, the way of England, right now. So at the mm. time, that's where it comes from. It comes from the fact that most people who probably do go to America from England and on a whole are quite upper class mm. that's is the people that you are seeing who are getting thrust into these positions whether yeah, you're on cnn or mm. don't get me wrong the internet yeah. now is changing that yeah, it's yeah. like you watch things and americans are finally realizing that what you've got racism in england you've got black yeah. people in england you've got, you got music. Music. <laughs> yeah, yeah you got grime what's all this what's like? grime music? <laughs> well at the same time surely like even some man from like i don't know Croydon and some man from Manchester I've got do you know what I mean or even yeah yeah, yeah definitely they kind of think that you know Great Britain and it is all the same same so they don't really know well they don't really know do they they don't know yeah they don't know they know London yeah yeah and that's, really, something that's where they base it off any watch one like Mary Poppins video and go and that's London and, um, <laughs> still think we've got children chimney sweeps on it <laughs> um, yeah but I don't I don't know if what what's actually more difficult? I'm just saying because the Americans I've heard trying to do English accents are terrible. Yeah. And when I've heard like people like what's his name the the ginger guy that went on that uh that terrorist program. Oh, uh, program. I know you're on about. Brody, his name. Oh, 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 oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He he smashed it. And then like so did Idris Elba. And. Chueto Edjo for. He's one of the Mandy Man Award that was just in the pledge. Jay, any? He's in the new pledge. Was he? 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 Bo- Bo- oh yeah, 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 John Boyega. It's that thing, man. But it, um, yeah, it's like I guess the mo- for it. I guess it, it's hard to say as well because there's, there's probably not many Americans that are doing coming to do English films. Other, they really. don't have to yeah. because, like, I mean, it's gonna be interesting. Large up Drake for doing supporting Top Boy Three and mm. what a big day he's gonna do. A British accent, acting. <laughs> like he's gonna act in it. Oh, is he? Oh, he's going in it. Oh, no. Nah, nah, nah. He uh, used to be an actor. 
I can see True. that. True, but, but is he going to be English? I, I hopefully he's not English. That's what I'm hoping because when you know I see man and brother and that. Hey guys. Doing doing that. <laughs> no, no, no. If you let me. No, no, sorry, sorry. I'm gonna stop. No, I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna stop. Well, um, they don't really come over. They don't have to. The industry's over there. Mm. Oh, who, you know who's in Hollywood going? Ah, oh, I need to do London. No, no. It's going to be weird in the next few years because basically it's cheaper to film in the UK now. Mm. Right, okay. So man, I'm moving back. Like, wow, not moving back, but kind of coming across. It's how the kind of um, the film industry started in Hollywood, and because on their old cameras, it was all about sunshine. Yeah. So they're out in the now. desert. It's all different. I was going to say that, though. Like, got a better location over there. Do you think there's like a, uh, a parallel in... Is there any kind of... You talked about class being a thing. Is there any like racial profiling when it comes to acting and is there enough roles for black people? I mean, is, is there a lot of black people writing? Do, do you well, see anything? I think there's many problems in terms in the industry. of yeah in terms of of what race is and in relation to roles so like i have an issue because sometimes i go my old agency said to me that i'm too white for black roles and i'm too black for white roles okay. are, you, are, you, are you mixed race now nah. what good <laughs> all right so that's what they're saying to me yeah so like there's an issue there Right, and whether that is that all like street characters have to be black, you get me? Is yeah. that you know what I mean? There's racism there because that's not the case. Have you ever been asked to go in step up free? Huh? Have you ever been asked to go in step up free? No, <laughs> just one dude. Sorry, random thought, man. I have them sometimes carry on. So, 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 yeah, so the, so the, the racism is like that, it's that, that, and it, and it's whether that, are, they, are they trying to portray, are they saying that? Like, uh, if you're black, you have to play a hood character. You have to play this kind of mm-hmm. geezer that knows guns well, etc. Yeah, you can't be the doctor. You can't be, or the yeah, lawyer, you know what I mean. You can't be the solicitor. Right? Yeah, and it's mad because you see like the pursuit of happiness. Yeah, you see there like a, a real story, and you see it, and, it, and then it's it's a case of like personally, I see it as. You know, it's a weird one for me to speak on as well, you know, being white. This is what I wanted to I always end up in bare <laughs> kind of things, yeah, and whatever, shoot me, man, because I'm not, I'm not racist or nothing, and I want to see the growth. But I feel like there's a lot of tokenism going on, mm. and you end up seeing black productions or Asian productions. Over good productions. Over, yeah, over stuff, yeah. yeah and, and I think the problem lies in is that, so basically, there's an uproar of people going, there's not enough... Like black opportunities so they go cool there's not enough black opportunities this white boy sit there and go what we're going to do about it we do all black production of Macbeth bang there it goes out then it kind of all Shuts the black people out. kind of come and support the black production because it's black power etc then it yeah, kind of yeah. just simmers down yeah it's nothing yeah, no then the board, from it. the board have kind of gone yep yeah, that's what after this what's next gay people are complaining cool let's do this yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. and Personally, that's what I feel like it's like. That's personally what I feel like the industry's like. Because I feel like when it doesn't become about race, it's actually when when, when, when it's better. Yeah, yeah. When it's when it's done. But I feel like there's not, or it's not being highlighted enough. There's not enough like Asian stories, black stories. 
Do you get me? Not that a story has to be that, but... The reason why I asked that person is because, you know, from when we performed at the MAC, and, you know, a lot of theatre, you know, my family go to theatre all the time, and that blue and orange, I just got... My aunt went to the other day and she told me I should go and see it. And they're always at the theatre, taking kids to theatre. But they go to a lot of predominantly black theatre. So the only, like, I don't say white theatre, because it's like a theme. But white theatre that I know is mainstream theatre. Like, yeah. I, I find that a lot of community theatre is... I don't want to say black theatre, yeah, it's, like, yeah. it's not black theatre, but... but it is elements, there's like one gospel, gospel group and it's some, some like youngers doing that, there's a, a gospel theatre group and they're doing their thing. But if you look at who's supporting them, you know, it's a black community, the black community. And this is what I'm saying, like, where's that avenue of that towards a mainstream capacity? And where's, when's a crossover going to happen? When you're yeah. going to see... This is know, what I mean, where's, yeah, the, yeah. where's just the... I used to play a game, when we used to go theatre, we used to play a game and it called Spot the Diversity and so I'd sit there in like the Royal Court and I'd just clock, you know, who's in a tracksuit or who's of ethnicity yeah, and yeah. you know, and I think the max ever got to when I was playing that was like seven people. You know, everyone was like of this white middle class demographic, you know, all suited and booted. Well, this play would have been sick to be seen by a whole different community. Mm. But why is that community going to go there? They ain't going to know that's on. There's a reason why it's filled with those people because they know it's on. It's jokes. I went into, my nan lives in Ladywood, isn't it? and I went into Granny's in Ladywood. And it was, if you live in Ladywood, yeah, I don't know if they still do it, but you can, recently I wasn't there, you can get seven pound tickets to the wreck. All right. So they basically, they've got a scheme to help people from like what's, um, Locally, yeah, low income, any people who income, might struggle yeah. financially to get to the theater. Yeah. So I think there's like, I don't have spark books on there, but there's like a couple, of, a couple of areas close to the wreck on the doorstep where they're like, yo, seven pound, any. And I went in there and I was like, right, I didn't need those things really. I flipped it over and the thing was being used for roach paper. But I'm thinking, people are seeing that I'm and not. seeing it for cards. Do you get me? Imagine you, you you're so like. It's that's not good, your world. That's a good thing. Because if you think, like, what's going to happen, that's just going to go in a bin when you leave the production otherwise. Yeah, you yeah. Like recycling, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> what I'm saying is, yeah. Is I that, know, it's the yeah, mentality. Is, yeah. is that you just miss it. You just you just miss it. So where, you know, and it comes from, you know, if 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 now people are starting, you know, you're starting to get your Idris Albers, you know, like, yes. it's a, on a big boy playing field now. Mm. So there's a whole load of, like, you know, I wouldn't even say that his community support him is black in it, but the community that supports him, if Idris goes into a play, people are going to go see him play in Now, he, with his commercial level, is he can really start to pull people into this, and that's when... Uh, this is what I was thinking about when you are talking about the pursuit of happiness with Will Smith and the, the things that he's covering in that film. It's like he's kind of... He's almost like transcended levels of acting, as in he, where he's got to a point now where he could make a film about anything that people are going to watch it. Are people going to take heed of it? You know what I mean? And it's like, that's kind of where Idris is getting to and where... Nah, Idris ain't getting there. No, he's not. He's not. I'm not saying... I'm not saying he's like, No, but he, no. You just talk of him being James Bond and stuff like that. He's, he's definitely being the next... Nah. He's for, for an English actor. Bro, bro, he's, he's, I'm not being funny, but Daniel Craig, move out the way, fam. You should never be... 
I'm not getting into this discussion about whether he should be. Idris, Idris, yeah. Idris has got the class to be one. He's getting to the level. He's not one to me, man. He's not one like to me. He's got the class. I've not got a problem with like black games that play bond. Even though I don't think a black man should play bond. bond. Why? Because it comes from two things. One, the character itself. Even like in the books, he's written as a Scottish dude. He ain't black. Secondly, I don't think if it becomes a, a case of we want someone to play with James Bond because we want it to represent us. I don't need 007 make 008 make 009. Do you understand what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, yeah, to yeah. me, it's that. People would get offended by that, though, innit? People do get offended, but, but I'm just being speaking so honestly. So what, you're not good enough for 007? Yeah, but <laughs> I'm just speaking honestly, man. No, no, I'm I like, so. I don't need to beg 007. Like, to me, it don't matter. Like, that is, that's that character, bro. Write a next one or bring him in, kill 007 off, bring in the next brother. Do it like that. It doesn't have to be a black James Bond. That's my personal opinion on it. The thing is, to me, right, it's not about his colour or anything like that. To me, it's about his character. Yeah, 100%. The, the, the yeah, but I don't think he's Bond anyway. I don't, you don't think, think he's no, got the class. I don't think he... But I promise you, I don't think he's... No, I don't. <laughs> I'm just I being honest. Like I look at him and I just think, for me, yeah... Depends how buggy you want your Bond as well, isn't it? Like, because I smart, think man. that will make it a lot different. Man crush. <laughs> he's smart. <laughs> it's like it's like Luther. Everyone loves it just from Luther. Yeah, Luther's all right. It ain't the best man. Like he's not his best character. He's much better at string about than he was Luther. Hundred percent. Like to me, I Luther's all right. Because I like yeah, crime but dramas. Is, but I, I love crime suppose, dramas. Suppose crime but drama there's a saying. lot better crime dramas out there than yeah. Luther. You've got one that's just come on now called Baptiste. Wicked. It follows on from the missing. You had things like uh, Trapped, March. Yeah, things like that. Um, there was one with a black dude, uh, and he played an undercover police officer. What's his name now? Ah, uh, Wicked thing anyway. Wicked undercover police officer, like forty years, got a family and that, and then, and then it all comes. Wicked. I think it was. I think it was. It was iconic though because he played. Why he was just at like, the time. At the time, he played. Like, but the, there the were things now. Nah, but there were things like that previously but to right. Luther. No, there was nothing, nothing that memorable. Because otherwise, nothing with a it, black it, man that yeah, was memorable. This, this That's what I mean. And this say. is what I mean. And this is the BBC, so it's a big thing. Eh? I'm not saying like people were looking at it going, "Oh, the BBC have put that, a good guy." But, but that's my problem with it. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, like, it's not the actual problem. It's the problem that it is a problem. You're making yeah, yeah, it an yeah. issue. Like it's it's like um, what's it called? Positive discrimination. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. I don't. It's like you were saying earlier. I don't agree with positive. I believe in the best of the best. Like I'm not gonna say, yeah, Luther's good because the BBC wrote it. It's about black. All right. So it's all right. It's good. It is good. I don't but, think that's why it was iconic. I think just the way he played the character and the fact that it was a crime drama. So many crime dramas in the UK. And it was coming on primetime TV. It was, it was, it was something different, man. It was something I, that we'd not seen. First of all, can I clear? I'm not slating Luther. <laughs> you sounded like you was Luther. <laughs> For the record, I like Luther. I'm just saying, yeah. When it comes to acting, people saying, yeah, he should be James Bond. Mm. To me personally, who's a, who would play a better James Bond than, than Idris Elba? Right what now? a black guy. Putting you on just, the spot, bro. Just a anyone, black guy. Anyone? Or just in general? Anyone? Who is there? Damien Lewis? 
Nah, I can't stand him either. A ginger? What about ginger James Bond? Because you don't have. <laughs> can you have a ginger James Bond? Yeah. Why isn't there a ginger James Bond? <laughs> that'll be out. That'll be out there tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Who's it? What's it? Michael, I uh, don't know. Yeah, Michael. Frostbender. No, no, no. What am I thinking of? He's in, um... What woman's name's just fell out of my head. What's he in? What's he in? That pants for any. Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see him going. James Bond? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see him as that, man. He's too young, man. Nah. Or even the main... Or even the main... He could be James Bond, man. He could be James Bond. I'd rather him over Idris. Yeah, I could see that. He's got that kind of... Him, like, yeah. He that. could be... He's a bit older as well. I think Michael B. Jordan's a bit young to be a James I Bond. I think he's on the... He, he'd be that... Because what did they do when they did the latest ones? They kind of went back in time. Yeah. And it was kind of like the, the, the younger any, the younger James Bond that wasn't as experienced. So you think like they should go back in time even further? He he could he could do that and, and yeah. grow in any. But I think yeah. he's got the element of, like, class. Mm. I think that's what really... What, even though... The character's not the character's not really a nice guy at all, is it? Bond? Yeah, come on. He's like no. misogynistic, yeah. alcoholic, that's like shoot guns, bang bitches, like do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? Like it, I, I grew up loving him and like, yeah, but I wanna be a spy like him and Birdman. <laughs> but you know, as a as a hero character, like he's, he's, an he's an not that great. It's an he's really. not that great as it, you know. So just saying of like oh, qualities that you want in society that are going to progress on that but I think he definitely the way he conducts himself he's class in it Every, however he approaches the situation composure and yeah that composed. composure like the yeah. bullets bounce the slide off him he slicks through he's like do you know what I mean and then he finishes with a drink in his hand in it yeah, and yeah, a girl yeah. on his arm like unfazed just unfazed by yeah, yeah and that's yeah, the thing yeah. <laughs> Why don't you go for the next change, man? Huh? Why don't Me? you go for it? Yeah, go for it, man. <laughs> nah, I'd love to be by him, but... How, yeah, how, how often do you that. actually um casting? Like, going for casting roles and things? Is it like a... I don't know, once a month? Uh, or it just depends, man. If I'm honest, like, it's... All depends what's out there. Like, I did an audition yesterday and stuff um, and then sent off some south tapes so like it, it just depends what's in the pool and, and what's about like often I see roles like literally that's what I see I say yo yes this role's me <gasps> black only and or bang oh what or bang and I thought you said beige no so bang category kind of I, see, I see something I go yes what's bang black and the unmixed ethnicity or minority ethnic I don't know what they're calling it now I just change dual heritage but yeah but basically not white yeah, Any, yeah. anything that's not white and it's I don't know if Irish even if you're Irish or you know even you if you're Eastern European it. you might be able to fit in that character you ever consider just going on a sunbed for a few days or something but do you know what it is I was having this conversation I was having this conversation and I was speaking to one Jamaican and I was talking about like an African rolling mm. and I was saying yo when you roll up today yeah you know, it's like, yeah, bro, just fuck that. I'm doing my best African accent, yeah. <laughs> and, and turn up, and it. Mm. And I feel like this. I feel like this is kind of a little bit racist in a way. Offensive. Because not, yeah, you get me. So African man, that's a. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. You turn up, you do your best, you know, whatever it is. Yeah, a role. Get, get and, a role and you get well. a role, and then you're representing my culture on TV, and you can't even get the thing right. Yeah. Like, hold on that. a sec. Yeah. You know why you're not? Why you're not looking for like some real Africans? Any. 
Puts up to, but yeah, true, true. This, true, is, where true. I, this is where I fall at the Jones Bond argument. But imagine if I go in there and do that, I'm getting shot up, man. I can so see everywhere a white guy pretends to be African. Do you know what I mean? It's all of that, and it's like, well, where where does the line become? Like Jack Whitehall got uproar for being that that gay character, any? Oh yeah, 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 like, yeah. Where does where does the line come? Like when I started this thing, it's acting. It was it? all acting, and it like yeah, yeah, no yeah. one was saying nothing. It's not politics. Yeah, it was. There was. Ambushed. There was a role, and like it had requirements, and if you turned up, and you did the requirements, it would um you'd get it, and it yeah. If you could act, and and if, you could, if you could do it, if it required like you know. A Scottish accent based on the matter any like to do the Scottish accent, you got the job. Mm, yeah. And now it's all like and I get it, because in a way it's like you've got to allow people to come in. So if, if you know all the roles are white, then how are the black people gonna get into it? Into how are these eth- ethnic minorities gonna get into it? Because mm. there's not the avenues. And I get it, but it's all just a bit of a, a It's a bit like it's a bit like employment, isn't it, when you go to jobs and they have like um they have uh, the equal opportunities and they have a quota what they have, yeah. to, what they have to fill and sometimes I question whether I, I question myself have I got this job on merit or am I filling a quota and that's and I think that's I think that's a massive problem within the thing because are you being cast on your skill and your talent or are you being cast because there's something else are you being cast because you're disabled and there's a part of money are you being cast because you're black and there's a part of money Asian like I find male Asians actors um, really hard to find mm. like the ones I know are in like a small collective and that's yeah. it man that's it like I'm like where are these where's everywhere the rest of the brothers at like because I remember watching um, have you seen um, Aziz Ansari um, Master of None so that whole series is about him trying to break into acting as an Asian okay. Asian guy um, and all the challenges he faces and and uh the roles that he gets sent to him are like he has to speak. He's an American, or he might be Canadian. He's an American, Asian guy, so he's got an American accent. But like the roles he gets sent to him, he has to put on an Indian accent and things like that. And it's just like, come on, bro. Like, and that's the thing. And it is, is it the industry that shuts people out? Mm-hmm. When I'm sick and tired of being like an Asian Brummie and going to an audition and they want me to speak in this yeah, kind yeah. of broken Indian yeah, accent yeah, yeah. thing, that's not. You know, it's, it's, yeah, you get me. Yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, that's not it, it? and like, I am the authentic version, but you wrote them as this caricature. Mm. That's your problem. But in the way, going back to what you were saying before, I'm not defending it or anything, but them caricatures, that's what acting's all about, isn't it? Caricatures. Well, some of them are real, and that's the thing. I did a, I did a radio thing, yeah, and basically there was like a bit of pun, uh, Punjabi in it, and so like. There was one line, admittedly, and I, I, I probably didn't get... There was one line fully in Punjabi, and I know little words in Punjabi. And Swear words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were in the script, and it's on that sick! <laughs> I know what it means, too. But there was one line, I was like, okay, I'm not fully sure already. So, basically, from from like my mouth shape from these words, I kind of projected it onto the, the English, and mm. in a thing, and, it, and everything was calm. We recorded it, it got put out. Then the writer phoned up, I don't know what, what race the writer is, but the writer was like, it's quite offensive, and just took it. Mm. And the people were like, oh, we, we, we missed it, this was so racist. Well, because you like, should have said it in an English I was accent. Like, because 
I was like, but well, I'm playing, you've got him speaking Punjabi in it, so mm. there's an element of that in there, yeah, in it, and he's speaking like within, with like at the end of English sentence with Punjabi, so there's elements of that. So, why was it not bought before, and what is the issue? And it's like the writer, he's got a massive problem with it. I went, cool, I said, if this character was French, would you have a problem with me yeah. doing like a French, French team time? Yeah. Mm. Not, nothing back in it. And it's I'm like, like where does yeah where where is the line? Like, what 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 is the sketch? It's like if you were speaking Spanish or something, it was like Poquito cerveza, please. And you're speaking a Brummie accent. You 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 if you're speaking another country's dialect or you're speaking another country's language, you should expect to put on the accent yeah, yeah. that goes with that. You know what I mean? You don't you don't say things. Oh, I'm not gonna say that if because it's got a flipping apostrophe at the end. I'm gonna say how oh, I say. It. You know what I mean? Nah, you got to adapt them. Mm. That's the way it should be. Yeah, it's that, mad. It's mad. It's crazy, bro. What you? Where do you think just what do you think young kids getting into acting? Because obviously I'm acting a massive thing kids get pushed on in school. So I mean, is there anything that young kids should be doing? I mean, any advice trying to get into that? Yeah, basically, I think it's a weird one because because kids get pushed on it. Also, as like if you're a bad kid, if you got bare energy. If you are kind of lost, finding yourself, going through things, you always end up getting pushed towards drama because it's the easy option before they right, put it okay. in there. But rather than like just, in, just invest in it and have a look at it, and then if you like it, look at locally what's going on mm. and, and, and look. It's a very, like, from in particular, it's a very small circle once you enter it. There's better clickiness on that. But there's always a path that will just knock knock the door open. Yeah. And once you're in, bro, you just got obviously been kicking off doors ever since. And yeah, they've got some things in Bourneville for kids. Um, I can't remember what drama school is, but they've also got the Mac. They do yeah. things for kids on the weekends, I think. Not sure of any others, but yeah, you can definitely always check it's, things out. You know, follow the lines as well, innit? So like like the Crescent Theatre, they've got like a you know, stage two, they've got a new thing. Um, Round Midnight, they've got um, Raw Talent, they've got a youth company. Them, them people will link you to the thing. So, like, I mean, this, this VR project contained people from Raw Talent. So, one from one Asian that comes to me and starts chatting to me, like, yo, bro, I'm thinking, you know, I'm 20 now, but I kind of I went away and did something different. Where do I go in it? So, I'm like, yo, let me see where I can plug you in. Like, him knowing them, mm. meeting me, allowed a plug in and it. So, follow the lines. More often than not, people know everyone, and there's yeah. like mad crossovers in it. So it's like, right, and just, six degrees of separation. And just look at look at what you're watching, and find the people that you that you like to watch and holler them. So like, you know, you got like the Bantic show, and they have Birmingham-based collective doing skit videos. You know, them them are on stuff. If you like what you're seeing, holler them and go, yo, I'm I'm trying the acting thing. Yeah. Any yeah, chances yeah. like yeah. I can I can watch. You know, not, I don't have to be in it, I can watch it. Then you go see them and go, okay, maybe we can do one little skit, test you out, see what's going on. And and just find those streams. Because, yeah, like when I come, I didn't know anywhere in it. And I went away to Bath, train for three years, come back. And still didn't know no one. I had to find them. And you can start now. Yeah. yeah like, yeah. and I would I would suggest look at, look at, look at a school to train at. And it's, do you think that's important? Like, you know, you see people who go to London, what is it, the Brit School? And 
Stage culture. school. Yeah, there's lots of different things that you got like Rose Beef and Bristol Old Vic, and they've all got different different statuses. I went to Bath Spa, like it's not considered, or it's not even accredited on the, the whatever the top t- the twenty list that it is. Yeah. But even that gives me opportunities now. So recently, I got given an opportunity because I didn't go to an accredited drama school. Right. Okay. But I got the same level of training. So then that allowed me, I was in like the the, the less advantaged kind of demographic <laughs> for it. So they were like, oh, you can come to this audition. But it's like, definitely look, you can, 100% can tell the difference between someone who's trained and someone who hasn't trained. But don't turn into a robot. That's my big, my big, big thing. A lot of times institutions will tell you how to act. Mm. You have your own personality and your own you that you bring. Yeah, yeah. Keep that. Because it's often that they're like you can't you can't come here you can't come here on a you know like a flat peak and you know mm. what I mean you can't stifling them you can't yeah yeah you can't come here with that long hair that's not how it is you can't come here talking like that you can't mm. you, actors speak like this yeah, actors yeah. behave like this so it's like keeping that but listen to what they're saying at the same time like I did the Fallen Christ method which is a movement thing I won't get into this long but change my like the way I looked at my body was mad. So it's like that knowledge in it. So take the knowledge, go home, digest the knowledge and go, yeah, which, which, what do I need? Beats. What tools yeah. fit with me and are going to help develop my career? But I definitely think that a school is a good place to go. Yeah. If not just for extra links. And I would always recommend going away from where you are. Okay. Because the isolation can help in deeper training I mean I was out in fields and that so like my level of deeper thing was deep because I was living next to sheep and it was way different to the life that I was yeah, yeah. so then I was more I was like oh I'm here to do this so I'm yeah, doing this fine. it was over so, to immerse yeah. yourself in it a bit more yeah I know I didn't have no distractions, distractions. my brothers were like calling me on the beat yo wait wait none of that because I was there and then you focus on it and then yeah and then that way you can really get the most out of it and when when you do come back you have Connections there, mm. in the surrounding as well as yeah. the ones you had. And the ones you had here, and mm. then you know, as an actor, basically, you're just traveling the country, making as many connections. So when you get that that job, you know, in Manchester, you thought, you're not supposed to got stay. Some, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not getting paid, man. I need someone to sleep. And you basically build up like that. So the more people and the more connections you have, the more skills, the more people you need, the more opportunities for auditions and casting directors and it all build so just get connected man mm. plug yourself in and what I mean what's, what's for you now 2019 um, got a couple projects dropping um, some a feature film certified um, and then I'm in like I've got this VR thing dropping for, for so I'm really excited about um, it's going to go into schools and teach them about risk taking behaviour it's okay. an immersive team, so they put the goggles on in it and get to go on this mad adventure. Make sure we get a uh, send that through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll let them. I'll chat to them because um, yeah. Obviously, they basically the way they're going with their funding and that they're trialing in it a few schools. But if mm. you've got young people that yeah, yeah. Yeah. they might be interested in that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, and then the next the next thing for me uh, in March, I'm in a play called Glory Days, which is looking at like PTSD. Um, it's like the old joint stocking as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Definitely got to come to and that. It's, about, it's really about relationships and it's you've got a guy that's gone to war and he comes back, everything's different. And there's like, it surrounds a pub, it's just set in a pub, 
and there's four characters and it's about the relationships that was are now and the future and kind of where do we sit in all of that mm-hmm. it's got some big political ideas about what our troops are going through and mm-hmm. that kind of thing awesome yeah man well listen thanks for coming down Nice and having a chat, man. Nah, man. Always, my G. Real, man. Good to meet you. So, rap, man. Oh, actually, before we do that, do you want to throw your socials out there? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm on everything. Insta, Facebook, I think it's got at as well, and Twitter, and it's at D-O-M-T-H-O-93. This was politics and bullshit. Over and out. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.